on today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by U.S. Bank. We have two of our Spanish broadcasters, Armando and Milton, who, by the way, are fantastic. Um, you can listen to them every match, pretty much every match, on Estrella TV. They call the game in Spanish. Had a wonderful conversation with them, talking about your Sacramento Republic FC and a big match coming up uh, tomorrow night against San Antonio FC. But we also get to talk about them a little bit, get to hear their stories about becoming broadcasters, their love for the game, and uh, you even get to hear an awesome goal call from Armando in Spanish. Uh, and I just, and I told him, goal calls in Spanish are are much just, they're just better. They're just better. They, they just sound different. They're just more fun. Um, so excited to have that and excited for you guys to hear that. That's coming up later on in the podcast. But first, this financial timeout is brought to you by U.S. Bank. We're talking about home buying. Once you've saved for a down payment, lock down a real estate agent, and determine your house budget, the hunt begins. Location can be perhaps the most crucial part of the home search. How close do you want to be to work, to family, to friends? You can also ask your real estate agent about grocery stores, restaurants, walkability, parks, and schools. With your real estate agent, walk through many homes and get a feel for different neighborhoods and types of homes. Ask lots of questions. When you find the one within budget and in your preferred location, of course, it's offer time. Keep listening for more home buying advice from U.S. Bank, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. At Oak Grove Charter School, our students chase their dreams. Student Advance at their own pace. EGCS offers flexible schedules, small class sizes, and accelerated learning in a fully accredited learning environment. We help students balance their academic goals while pursuing their passions in club sports, performing arts, entrepreneurship, and much, much more. Elk Grove Charter School is now enrolling. Learn more by going to egcs.egusd.net or give us a call at 916-714-1653. We're confident our students will astound you. All right, let's do it. Welcome to The Breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast. All right, very excited to welcome on two of our Spanish broadcasters who are some of the best in the biz, Armando Botella and Milton Moreno. Guys, it's been way too long. I can't believe we haven't had you on yet, um, but I'm so excited to talk to you both. How are you? Thank you, and uh, excited to talk some Sacramento Republic FC soccer with you guys. Hey, Connor. Great, great being with you. Uh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I, I, this is unbelievable. I haven't even gotten a chance to meet you, Milton, until today. Our had Armando on a few weeks ago for um, an in-arena in segment when you guys had the night off because it wasn't on uh, Estrella. Yes. Um, but excited to, excited to, I know you guys cover the team, um, as good as anybody. And I, I want to get your thought, your thoughts, Milton, I want to start with you though. I mean, what, what are your thoughts about where the team is at right now? Um, you know, 10 games to go playoff hunt is, is heating up. Um, what are your thoughts on the team as of recent, recent play? Uh, you know what? They've they've actually have improved in the recent play. They've uh, we've seen a lot of uh, improvement on how the possession of the ball. They're not uh, very careless like they were in that slump that they hit. I think it was what eight or nine games where they didn't yeah. win a game. They would tie, lose. Uh, so they're showing a lot of improvement. Uh, I think Mario Penagos hasn't had the last two games. He I think he's been off a little bit because he hasn't played. He's came in as a sub, but he has been. He has shown a lot this year as far as an improvement uh, for a young player. 
and so has uh, Julian Chavez. Uh, we're excited to have them on the on the sidelines with the, with the Republic. But it is coming down to the wire. Uh, a good thing that they do have, a, uh, I think, three games still left with Tacoma, yeah, uh, which is their the the one the the team that we're following to try to get into the playoffs. So it should be exciting down down the stretch. Well, and Armando, next uh, obviously Saturday is a big match, but even next Wednesday is probably a bigger match because you play Tacoma on the road for the first time um, in, in a while and a first of three appearances left. And really, it seems to me that those matches against uh, Tacoma are the biggest. Do you think maybe Sacramento takes their foot off the of gas or maybe sits guys? Do you think they have any sort of strategy going into Saturday with Wednesday possibly being a bigger match or they just, hey, we got to win. We got to get three points no matter what. I, I really don't think so. I, I, I don't th- I think that they're going to go full blast. Uh, every game, you know, it's important. Getting those three points is super important. Of course, the importance thing doubles when it's against Tacoma. Uh, and now Oakland that is coming up from yeah. the rear, you know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I really don't think so. I don't think they're going to take it light on this this coming in this coming game against San Antonio. Uh plus it would be a really good measure to see where the team is at in comparison to to a team like San Antonio that is it's becoming a very good team in the last uh month or two months. Well uh I mistake I last week said I wasn't as worried about uh a team atop of the mountain division in El Paso uh just because I didn't think that that division was as strong. Uh, clearly, El Paso is uh, very, very good. Uh, they they do just about everything well, um, and, and Sacramento struggled a little bit, especially in that first half. But, Milton, what did you see in the second half that you liked? I know Sacramento got more chances. They got um, a little more comfortable, it seemed like, and uh, and they felt more confident, too, more energy. Just all of the second half just felt completely different. Yes, it did. It, uh, they, they have, like you said, a little bit more confidence. Uh, I think the t- the subs that uh, Coach Briggs made were, were very important. Uh, I think the first half, they were more, I don't know if I should say shell-shocked, but the way El Paso came out strong, looking for that first goal, and obviously uh, coming away with that 1-0 lead, at, at, well, I think it was the seventh minute, uh, I think really put uh, Sacramento Republic on the heels. Second half, they settled down, they knocked the ball around, uh, we, we saw more confident. We, we showed how they were attacking a little bit better. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get that goal, that penalty by Formella with like five, six minutes. I think if that uh, goal goes in, it puts a little bit of pressure or more pressure on El Paso where the Republic can go full steam and try to look for a tie at least and uh, at, on the road. And I mean... It's so weird, right? Because a 2-0 loss feels bad, but you finish that penalty 2-1 on the road against maybe one of the best teams in the league. It doesn't right. feel as bad, right? That's an important, important penalty. Um, I, I talked about it earlier this week. It's the second penalty Formella's missed this year. The last one, he got he finished it because it bounced off the keeper and he scored. This one a little more glaring. But, our, I mean, Armando, it seems like Sacramento knows what they're doing when they get into the box. They're drawing contact, going down on smart plays, getting fouls inside the box. Um, and maybe on situations like you're playing against El Paso who is so good defensively, maybe that is the best way to score a goal. Is, is that what you were thinking as well on uh, from Saturday's match or maybe going forward? I think so. I think what, what Sacramento showed, like you said, in that second half, uh, it showed that it can get into the box. It can get close enough. Uh, some of the shots were missed. Some, some of them were stopped by the goalie, uh, et cetera. But uh, if they continue that way, because remember in the summer, well, in the middle of the summer, when, when we hit that, that bad uh, 
a few games, uh, one, one of the things that was happening is that Sacramento wasn't taking shots. Most of the games were like, you know, right. very, very few shots. And now the shots are there. Uh, they're not hitting the, the, the box yet, but we're getting closer and closer. And like you said, uh, El Paso showed that it's one of the best teams in the league, I think. And for the most part, right, other than, I mean, you could argue, I think it was the second goal. Uh, actually, I can't remember which, I can't differentiate between them right now, but in my head, but I'm, I'm thinking it just feels like a lot of goals this year. And I want, I'm curious if you guys have noticed the same one little mistake, mental or physical, then becomes a goal. And it's been glaring because mo for the most part, you could maybe say 75, 80% of the game, Sacramento's defending really well. And they had those small lapses um, defensively. And then that's when they're giving up the goals. Milton, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were commenting uh, after the first goal, we saw a little, a little mental ass by uh, Luke. Uh, I don't know if it's Lacroix, Lacroix, how you pronounce his name, but uh, yeah, it looked like he went towards the middle of the box, leaving the whole right side open. And, and that's when uh, I think it was Gomez was able to put the header in. So yeah, we do see a couple of lapses here and there by the defense. Uh, but overall, they, they do defend well, and that enables them to go on the attack uh, very, very well. I mean, big match coming up Saturday, Armando. You're, you're going to be on the call, as always. People can can listen, can watch um, on Australia TV. Uh, and we know we, we talked to, to Mark Briggs earlier today, or you talked to Mark Briggs. I just kind of listened. Um, there's a lot of good questions that, that they had for him, um, you know, in the pre, pre-match uh, broadcast interview, but um, what do you think Sacramento is going to be looking at exploiting um, that three in the back uh, defensive group for uh, San Antonio? One of which, by the way, is probably going to be Mitch Tainer. <laughs> yes, an old friend of ours, right? Yeah. So I think Sacramento is going to have its hands full in, in this game. It's going to be a tough game. I don't, I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any chance. Yeah. Uh, going to be probably decided in the last few minutes. I don't think it's going to be like the, the El Paso goal that came in right. just a few minutes into, into the beginning of the, of the game. Uh, but, uh, but I think I, I have full confidence in, in uh, the coach and the 11 starters that whoever plays to, after that. Uh, plus I, Mark was talking about t- trying out a couple of new players uh, the possibility of that. Uh, so, you know, it's a big question mark, but I have faith in Sacramento and I think they're going to pull through. I think so too. Um, and, 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 you know, we can talk about it a lot, but this is, you know, this last 10 matches, I think, I think they're just going to fly by because we know it's, it's do or die time, right? There's been games where Sacramento got a point when they probably should have got three. And, uh, and right now they're paying a little bit of the price of having to, you know, play from behind now in the sixth spot right now in the USL championship standings. But that being said, they haven't really gotten hot this year. They haven't put it all together. And I think you, the three of us would agree. We've seen glimpses from each side defensively and in the attack where they could put it together. And I mean, Milton, I want to ask you, do you think if they are able to put those two sides together, they play with energy, they play with intensity, um, you know, they can rattle off four or five in a row. Oh yeah, most certainly. Uh, I, I think the most, the best play I've seen them so far was the first forty-five minutes against Galaxy in LA, where they were up 2-0. You saw Duke going up and down. You saw Mario uh, moving all around. Uh, Emil Cuello moving from right to the left. I mean, I think the first forty-five minutes in LA were, in my opinion, the best that I've seen them play so far. 
uh, they were dominating defensively. They were dominated offensively. It's just like you said, those couple of uh, defensive lapses that caused them to, in my, they should have came away with three points uh, uh, on the road that that game. And those three points right now are are those two point difference is yeah. a big deal. Luckily, they got they ended up basically saving that game because Cam got a peak. Or I got a we got a goal late. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it's one of those situations that you play against Team San Antonio. You don't know them near as well. Uh, right. But Armando, you're back home. Heart Health Park. They haven't really had a whole lot of success at home this year, but we know they love playing in front of their home fans. And I imagine, right, being and having that energy feeling and, you know, feeling the crowd, um, I, I think is going to ha- got to help energy wise for the Republic. Right. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know that the, the crowd is going to be there. Uh, it's going to be a special night for the for the Latino community. Um, and also, uh we haven't talked about this, but San Antonio is going to be coming back from a trip to New York. So right. that, a lot of travel. That's going to be a you know a big big travel coming back from New York where they played uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, so maybe hopefully we'll get a little bit tired at least. But yeah, the crowd is definitely is the twelfth player. At, well, um, you mentioned it also. It is Noche Latina. It's one of our two Noche Latina matches this year. And uh, I am excited because, for one, going to have you guys on this podcast way more often. Uh, I apologize if it's taken this long, but I'm so excited to have you guys here. I want to ask, and and Armando, I, I got, I'm going to, I obviously don't know, I can't speak Spanish, but I love Spanish broadcasts, especially specifically goal calls. I imagine yours is unbelievable. Milton, his, it's good, right? His is a good yeah. one. Oh, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> he gets you fired up, right? Yeah, I think, I think we should have him uh, call a goal right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He puts you on the spot. Armando. Uh, Milton does it just as, be- as, be- as good or a lot better than me. But, okay, it's not the same just, you know, coming off the top of my head as watching right. it. Yes. And, okay. Catch my breath, and then I'm going to go with goal. Sacramento Republic. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Tell you wasn't disappointing. It was great. Oh man, I'm fired up. When is game time? Oh my goodness. Uh, man, I'm excited. Uh, I people who maybe who speak Spanish don't know we have a Spanish broadcast. You can catch these guys on Australia TV. Uh, pretty much every match if it's on KQCM I58, it's also on Australia TV. Finally, guys, I want to ask. And we're going to have every game from the rest of the season. Right? Every game for the rest of the season. There you go. Armando knows. He knows the schedule better than I do. Uh, <laughs> and so excited for uh, for that as well. Um, I want to ask you guys as well. It is Noche Latina. It is Hispanic Heritage Month. We're doing a lot of stuff at the game tonight. But obviously, you guys don't get to be there, get to be a part of the celebration. But you guys are going to be calling the game, which arguably more of a celebrate. Like, it's more of a uh, – it's better than being there in person, right? You guys love calling the games. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, what? Hang on, I, I haven't. I haven't get to ask you, Armando. You got to spend how many games do you come? Because you do most of the games from the studio. You got to actually come in person last game. What was your? How many games do you usually get to come to the stadium each year? N- not many, maybe one or two at the most. Only the games that we don't do, which is kind of a, it's kind of a strange situation. But yeah, right. we do studio, and uh, we don't get to see them in person as as you do. <laughs> I know. I, I I'm I'm very thankful. But we'll, the, we we got to figure out the matches that you aren't 
broadcasting and you get your quote unquote day off, you'll come, we'll hang out. We'll do some stuff in stadium. That'll be fun as well. Um, so it'll, it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, I want to ask you guys, you know, we don't have, there's not very many Spanish broadcasts and Spanish broadcasters in the USL. What does it mean? And I'll ask, have you guys each go individually. What does it mean to you guys to be one of the few that do it in the league in the USL? Go ahead, Milton. Oh, it, it, it feels great. Uh, I'm honored. Uh, I think this started maybe, I think, three or four years ago, Armando, that uh, I got an invitation from, from the great Armando Botello and Gabriel Vivas to join them. As uh, at, at that time, I was just doing stats, you know, giving them a couple of information about the players. And now that our, uh, our friend uh, Gabriel Vivas retired, I, I get to step in into the second chair, which is it, it's great. It's an honor to represent the Latino community and be able to call some of these games and, and bring a little bit of my knowledge that, I, that I've known for soccer from, from my days of playing uh, as, as in the United States as well as in Mexico. Yeah, uh, you might not know this, but yeah, uh, Milton has been around the soccer scene for, for many, many years. Uh, he's also a coach. He coaches uh, the local high school, uh, Christian Brothers High School. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, he's very knowledgeable and he helps me a lot because I really came from uh, doing other sports, but I had never done soccer before in my life. So he's he's been a great, great help. And uh He's pretty much ready to take over whenever, whenever <laughs> the need arises. But yeah, it is a great honor. But it is also, I think, uh, very important that some of the other markets where there's a USL championship team and, and there's all, uh, a lot of Hispanic people, Latino people in the area, uh, perhaps to look into broadcasting the games because it's not, a, it's not only a good way of... Uh, promoting the sport and promoting the team, but it also brings a very, very good sense of a uh, very good feeling for the Latino community to have a, a local team with a lot of Latino players, a lot of players from other countries, et cetera. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, it's great. It's great. And I'm very happy that the Sacramento Republic is doing it. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's so great. I, I need to, uh, again, don't speak Spanish, but I love listening to Spanish broadcasts because, it's just, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it, but it, it, it just feels better in certain situations, specifically goal calls. You can't top a goal call in Spanish, as we just learned, right? <laughs> like, you just can't. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited for, you know, we do have a lot of fans who speak Spanish, and I encourage you guys to go listen to these guys uh, broadcast the games, hear their goal calls. I mean, it, they, I, I mean, I'm just so fired up after that. I can't even tell you. My, my blood is pumping. Um, but I want to ask what, one more question for you guys. I mean, when you, I mean, Milton, you said you played and you played a lot. Yeah. Did, did you ever think, you know, getting in a broadcast booth, that was, that was what you were going to end up doing? Or was it a dream for you as a kid? What was, what has that been like? No, it actually wasn't. Uh, after uh, playing soccer for maybe 20 plus years, uh, after I came back from Mexico, I played uh, kind of like U.S. 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 Uh, L level in Mexico City. I uh, came back in 2001, went to school. Got my uh, went to Sac State. Then, then I kind of went into coaching. But as far as broadcasting, no, it was uh, it was never in my mind when I was little, even growing up, until my good friend uh, Gabriel Vivas uh, hit me up and was, "Hey, you're interested in give us analysis of the games and all that." And ever since then, I've taken a lot of interest. 
I've had a good teacher with uh, Armando. He's taught me a lot. I, I, at some point, I just thought, oh, you just show up and, and watch the game, and, and and that's it. But no, it's it's a lot of preparation. You need you need a lot of notes. Uh, you need to prepare a lot so you can sound like you know what you're talking about, not just fill in, sit down, and think it's it's an easy thing to do. No, it's 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 a very hard job, and. And, and getting to be by Armando the last three or four years has made it a lot easier because I've learned a lot from him, a lot, a lot of preparation, the way to speak. Also, uh, I've actually gone to school, gone back to school and taken some journalist, uh, journalism class and communication classes to get a little bit better. And, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in broadcasting now. I love it. No, what about you? Or, geez, Armando, what about you? Uh, I forgot what the question was. What, <laughs> did, did you always want to be a broadcaster or – Oh, yes. Uh, long, long, long story short. I mean, I've been in broadcasting for 50 years. I just celebrated my 50th wow. of being Spanish broadcasting. Continues. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Armando was the uh, voice of the Sacramento Kings in Spanish, uh, Connor. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've done, I, I've done a little course of uh, NBA, NFL, uh, but this is great doing, doing soccer. I mean, it's, I love it. <laughs> Good to hear it. I mean, I, I, first off, what's your favorite sport to call Armando? You've done them all pretty much. Football, soccer. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I'm going to cut this out if you didn't answer that. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we will definitely talk more soon. Um, excited for, for maybe some people to tune in who didn't realize we had a Spanish broadcast, which I hope they did, but, um, and here's some awesome goal calls and obviously great analysis and much, much more. Thank you guys so much. We'll have you on again soon. And, uh, we, let's get three points this weekend, huh? All right. Yes. Let's do this. I love it. Thank you guys. Thank you. Our thanks to Milton Moreno and Armando Botello for joining us on today's episode. We're going to be having them on more often. Um, they are just fantastic. And, by the way, uh, they have great knowledge about this team. Uh, so excited to have them on more uh, throughout the rest of the year and even next year and, and more and more. So excited to have them on. It was really, really grateful for them. Our thanks to U.S. Bank for being the presenting partner of this podcast. And, of course, coming up tomorrow night, San Antonio FC comes to town after the long road trip where they were in New York on Wednesday. So they come all the way across to the West Coast for tomorrow night's match. You can still get your tickets right now. Go to sacrepublicfc.com slash tickets to get yours. Should be a fun night as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage a Month on Noche Latina and, of course, many other cultures as well. So we'll have a lot of fun out at Heart Health Park. Grab your tickets now, sacrepublicfc.com slash tickets. And we will hopefully... See you tomorrow. If not, the game is on Estrella TV. You can listen to our wonderful broadcasters who we just talked about on Estrella TV. Uh, and you can also listen to the game and watch the game on KQCA, My58, and ESPN+. And as always, Go Republic!